Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. Show me the money. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. I'ma just keep getting paid. Oh, let's get it going. Big Daddy Stock Tips from the hood. The BST back in the house on another hump day. A little overcast outside right now. I played pickleball for at least two hours, and I sucked big time. <laughs> Had one of those days where I just couldn't get the ball over. Every ball went into the net. Every ball went long. It was just freaking awful. But I still love playing. And then the rains came. We had to break for a little while. And had a little little cloud over us and rain. It was light, light drizzle for about... 15 minutes, and then we finished up playing again, and all of a sudden the thunder boom-booms happened around 9, 9.15, and we said, okay, let's get the hell out of here, you know. I'm in Parma, so you know I'm a brother. I got to get out of there. Anyway, welcome to the show. There's so much going on. There's such a, such a big week. We'll tell you about everything that's going on. But first of all, I got to tell you about my excitement last week. Last week was good for me. Last week was good for me in a lot of ways because since the pandemic happened in March, you know, then the stock market went into crapper. And I lost, uh, you know, quite a considerable amount of money because, number one, I was still a rookie at this whole stock tip thing. And I didn't understand that when you have a, uh, a world crisis like the pandemic with uh, COVID-19, you know, you, you got individual stocks. It's probably a good idea to pull those stocks out of there because the thing is going to go into crapper. And I had my CGC. And, uh, of course, CG, <laughs> of course, CGC was around $41 a share, I believe, back in March. I think it was when, this, when the uh, country went into a crisis with the pandemic. And then uh, I sat there like a dumbass and watched it go all the way down to like $14 and change. Whereas before, if I would know now, if I would have known then what I know now, soon as you get, soon as you know that the stock market is going to take a crap, that's probably a good idea to get your individual stocks out of there, okay? Now, I understand about the 401k. I understand about the Roth. I understand about the rollover. But when you got the individual stocks, you have control over that. You can get those out. And I did not. But anyway, last week was such a good week with Tesla and Apple because of the announcement of the split. We'll get into all of that uh, shortly. Uh, that I made up everything I lost since March and more. Just with Apple and Tesla last week alone. One week. It was absolutely beautiful. Come on, Muskie. Come on, Apple. Macintosh. Pink Lady. Honeycrisp. Good week. And it was also a good week because I finally went, went back to work. Now, albeit it was for one day. The Cavaliers had their watch party last week where we... Uh, uh, found out where we were going to pick in the new draft lottery that's coming up. And we ended up at number five. We're the second suckiest team in the league, and we end up picking five. 
But I digress because you got to understand there were years where we got LeBron with the number one pick. We got Kyrie Irving with the number one pick. Okay, we got Anthony Bennett, but you can't win them all. <laughs> so ever since then, and LeBron left, we've kind of been bad. And we've been in the ping pong battle. And we ended up at number five. So I don't know who the hell we're going to get at number five. Uh, from what I understand, Golden State may want to trade their pick. So maybe we'll get that and get that big seven foot one person. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, uh, I went down there to, to audio engineer the watch party. We were broadcasting on the internet and also for the people, uh, Wine and Gold members in the arena. And it was one hell of a broadcast. I, nobody prepared me for this. My, my boss, my team leader, uh, Chief Engineer Joe Freachin said to me, Marty, okay, you know this is not going to be like Cavs HD. It's going to be a lot more intense. I went, okay, bring it on. Listen, I ain't, I ain't met a challenge yet, audio-technical-wise, that I ain't, you know, feel like I've been overwhelmed. I go in there with the mindset of, let's get it done. And it was one hell of a production. And I, I'll say it publicly, Joe Freach and my boss, the chief engineer, uh, well, my, my team leader, uh, Dave Dombrowski is the boss, uh, director of broadcast services. But Joe Freach and also DMAC, I, don't, I never know his real name, DMAC. I just know he's DMAC. But he is in charge of the uh, the directing in QTV. I think they still call it QTV, even though it's not called Quicken Loans anymore. But anyway, watch those guys work last week was fantastic. And it just felt good to be back. Even if it was just for a day, it was good to be back. That was the first thing. Uh, so now you had the stocks that did well last week. You had me going back to work at least for a day. Then... My main man, my, my brother, my blood brother, uh, Chuck Galetti, his daughter was getting married last Friday. Well, a week before that, the DJ that was supposed to uh, do the wedding had emergency back surgery, and he couldn't do the wedding. So now they were in a pickle, and they were getting married outside at this nursery over here on State Road, uh, across from Drug Mart, and... Uh, Chuck Galetti reached out. He said, let me reach out to Big Daddy. And so I've been retired from DJing parties. I was one of the most sought-after DJs around back in the day. And, you know, as you get older, you, you just don't want to do it. You don't want to be slapping around equipment all the time, the time it takes to, excuse me, to set up and then the, the take down and the whole nine yards. So I kind of retired about 25 years ago. Well, Chuck Galetti uh, called me and asked me to, Consider doing this because his daughter, Lindsay, and her now husband, Mike Reese, were in a pickle because they did not have a DJ. So anyway, I came out of retirement, and on Friday, I DJed the party, and I was there probably 10 hours, tired as hell, but I had a great time. It was nice to see. Again, you got to understand, I just turned 60, so I'm considered over the hill. But I always tell people, people say, well, you look good for 60. You look like, well, 60 is a new 40. And I go, yeah, I understand. But, you know, no woman is going to have, I did a sexy 60-year-old on her resume. So you can take your 60 and shove it. Okay. But anyway, I had a great time, and it was nice to see. It was a bonus because I got paid to do it. Paid nicely. Thank you, Mike and Lindsay Reese. But it was nice to see young people. When young people get all liquored up, Get out on the dance floor and gyrating. It's like, oh, it was great. Now I didn't get laid or anything, which is why I wasn't wasn't why I was there. But it was nice to see young people again uh, in their debauchery mood, because <laughs> I kept saying on the microphone, "Oh, the shots have kicked in. Oh, the liquor's kicking in now." And these people, they didn't party, as we say in the hood, they partayed. They partayed. I mean, they were, these people had to start their day at, at uh, because the wedding was at four. They probably started the day about nine, 10 o'clock in the morning getting ready. You know, the bridesmaids, they need all freaking day to get ready for something that's a half hour from now, you know. And, but anyway, great time. So I had a good week last week. And it's so far been fantastic this week. So, well, well it's been mediocre. Today has been fantastic, okay? Matter of fact, let me check real quick. Hold on. Let's see, uh, Tesla stock price. Let's see what we had here. Uh, oh, yeah, still up $83 a share, 80, almost $84 a share. And as people are, are now jockeying, on Monday you had some profit takers take their profits because Tesla was like almost $2,100 a share. And then, uh, so I, I didn't, normally, if there wasn't a split, 
I would have probably sold my shares. You know, because I bought back at 15. It was almost 21. A share. So now you had some smart people. I, I told you guys before, and ladies, there are people that they don't give a crap about how many shares and all that. They are strictly in it for the profit. And once they saw that the deadline had passed for the split's dividend, that was on Friday, okay? Last Friday, the 21st. So you had to have, and and I apologize because I gave misinformation on past shows. I said you had to have your stocks by the 21st in order to get the split. That's not the case. Uh, Bart Slack, financial analyst who's coming up at 1230, uh, said on this show last week, no, 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 you still get the split as long as you buy the shares by the end of closing this Friday on Tesla and Apple. But here's the difference. You had to have the shares of record by the 21st at end of closing in order to get the very next dividend that comes up for Tesla. Apple was two days ago. You had to have the shares of Apple by the end of closing on Monday, the 24th, in order to get the the very next dividend that's coming up on them. You still get the split, but you don't get the dividend if you buy them now through Friday on both. But it's still a pretty good idea if you have done your research and, and it looks interesting, attractive, or delicious to you, you can still get your Tesla and your Apple stock by Friday, the end of, of closing on Friday. And then they start trading on the split on Monday, the 31st, next Monday, All right? So there's your update on that. We'll get into more into Tesla and Apple and all that uh, coming up. But anyway, great wedding. Great uh, going back to work at least for a day. I, it felt good. I got goosebumps, man, the action. And they were, this is the first time I've been there in five months down at the, uh, at the arena. And they were big daddy. Ooh, they had me doing 10 different, 12 different things in the in the, the arena, on the internet, both at one time, only running two things. And, well, it was fantastic. It's the kind of stuff that I live for. I live for pickleball, swimming, and technical engineering. I used to live for sex, but I don't get that anymore. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Okay, I know. All right. So let me give you, let me give you a stimulus update. All right. So now, you know the president signed uh, the executive orders back early part of August. Well, we still ain't seen no money. Because all the states are arguing that they ain't got the extra $100 that they were supposed to add to the $300 that the federal government is giving us. And we don't know uh, still yet if it's coming from the uh, Disaster Relief Fund or if it's coming from uh, FEMA. That is still remains to be seen. We don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, yesterday... Governor DeWine came out and said, there, if everything goes right with their uh, money coming from the government, that we should start receiving our $300 check. So when he said the word 300, and that means that I don't, I don't know if the government is going to give us the four, but uh, those of us that are unemployed, we, we'd like to see the three right now. The good news is that he said it. I saw it came out of his lips. He said, it's going to be retroactive, and if everything goes well, by the middle of September, we'll start getting our checks in Ohio. There are some states, like Arizona is one of the few ones that have already done it. You had New York that said, we don't want to give nobody nothing. And New York will say, what's the matter with you? Are you crazy? And so the pressure, I guess, with, uh, 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 with New York finally came back and said, oh, okay, we'll give them the 300 South Dakota said, no, thanks. Our people don't need an extra 300, so we declined. I said, wow, good luck on re-election day. But anyway, so therefore, like I said, it's going to be $300 coming to us. But the good news is that it's retroactive, and it could be anywhere. If you figure by August 1st, we've already missed, I think, three of them, and there's probably going to be two to three more. So we're talking $1,800? could be coming in that first check that we see from the government with the additional unemployment funds. That's what's going on there. And then the other thing is the $1,200. 
Now, they're still back and forth, but of course, everybody is, is blaming the Democrats for holding the president up and the Republicans up for the $25 billion that the House passed for the U.S. Postal Service mail-in ballots. And once again, the, uh, the House Democrats, the Senate Republicans didn't even look at it. They just said, listen, don't even bother with that $25 billion. We're going to veto the sucker. And so, therefore, they're still battling back and forth. But it seems to be that the Democrats are holding up signing the new stimulus package to the HEROES Act. If it's still called that. Who knows? They done changed it so many times. It's the HEROES Act and the HEROES the, the Act. Who knows? But if they can get that done, they're going to get something done at some point. It just depends on, but we're the ones that's suffering. Us Americans. Us ones who are on unemployment. Now, you say to yourself, well, Marty, how are you suffering? You're sitting there doing a financial show. They ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm able to work. I'm able to, I'm am eligible for unemployment just like anybody else. So, and I know that if it's retroactive, the gov- Governor Mike DeWine said it yesterday, if it's retroactive, I'm going to get the money. It's just, and, and it's even better for me because it's all going to come at like one time, one big ass check, hopefully by the middle of September. And I'll pay my rent and, and all that good stuff. So that's what's going on with the stimulus package. We're waiting, and we'll just have to see what happens. All right, let's go with the three big dog stocks of the week. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. There's Tesla, there's Apple, and there's NVIDIA. Now, first of all, Tesla. Now, first of all, let me address. I got somebody who said to me, one of my pickleball buddies, he's probably the best player, uh, uh, Pickleball Rick. Rick the Ruler know who I'm talking about. He's probably the best player that our dirty dozen plays with. And he said to me on Monday, he goes, yeah, because they all ask me now. I, I have my smartphone set to 927. It lets me know that the stock market opens in three minutes. Now, sometimes I'll have action going on. Okay, I'll have the juice ready to go at 930. But since the split, I consolidated everything else, and I just brought Tesla, and I just bought Apple. Waiting on the split. And last week was, and if you know, if you check the if you check the numbers, last week was phenomenal. Best week I've had since I've been trading. Okay. So <laughs> one of the uh the guy who's probably the top pickleball player, I can say his name is Carl. Carl the demoralizer. He said to me, he goes, Yes, but it's a it's a house of cards with Tesla. They're they're way overevaluated. <laughs> And, and uh, the, price is, the, the price of the stock is way too high. And I said to myself, I go, well, wait a minute now. Hold on. Let me give you two examples. Number one, when you see them do, uh, you see the stories that come out sometimes, okay? And you see uh, at Sotheby's auction. I believe it's in New York. Sotheby's auction. They got a painting up there that looked like somebody just took some red paint, green paint, yellow paint, and orange paint, and just kind of smacked it, purple paint, and smacked it at this mural. And then somebody at the auction, they started bidding at $27 million. (laughs) What? Now, I'm not behooving you if that's what you want to pay for a painting. I said, people, are you absolutely out your freaking mind? $27 million. They look like a. They, they had one time. You see the elephant where they had the elephant with the paintbrush in his in his tusk, and he's just sitting there slap, slapping paint, and they sold the sucker for three million dollars. Come on, man! But my point is, that painting is worth whatever somebody will pay for it. That's what it's worth. You think I give, I'm, I told you, I'm a brother from the hood. I was born in the hood, but the hood was not born in me. We don't ask why. Listen, when black people go to dinner with white people, white people are, they tend to say, oh, give me the check, I got it. And they fight over who's going to pay for the check, the white people. Not a black person. I'm from the hood. I'm just keeping it real now, okay? <laughs> black person will say one time, no, 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 let me get that. And then the white person will say, no, oh, well, I insist. The black people shut up. <laughs> we offered, but we pretty much only going to offer one time. And if you say, well, no, I insist, and then we just let the white people just fight over the check. Well, let me leave a tip. No, 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 I got it. I got it. You get it next time. Okay. 
what I saw it is with a painting. It is worth whatever somebody will pay for. The other example, and ladies, don't yell at me. Don't send me texts. Don't send me emails, even though I know you will, because you do every week. And I, I do appreciate it because I love the fact that you're watching or listening on the Rogue Radio app right now, which you can get right now at RogueRadioNetwork.com. We're streaming live audio on the Rogue Radio Network app. Just go to RogueRadioNetwork.com and grab your app, whether it's Droid or whether it's iOS for the uh, iPhone. And you can get Big Daddy live. So that way when you're working and you're supposed to be working, then they, then, then they see my pretty face on your computer monitor. They go, what the hell are you doing? You're supposed to be working. Well, now you can do the audio. You can plug it in, to, plug your little earbuds in, and now you can listen to Big Daddy live and get your information and get your entertainment for your noontime lunch hour, okay? The other thing, ladies, don't get mad at me, but one of the biggest farces, in my opinion, is diamond rings. A glittering rock, and men will pay thousands and millions for the biggest carrot they can find because they know that's what will get the girl. You heard Beyonce. You gotta better put a ring on it. I have done it twice. I was engaged once and got married for a year back when I was 43. And paid, I don't know, $2,500 for a ring. And I'm like, damn, for a piece of shiny rock. And then the second time I got engaged, but I never got married. But I ended up spending $3,000 for the damn thing. And neither one of the women wanted to give it back. I think if you, if you pay that much money and you don't get married, you're supposed to give it back. But no, a woman ain't giving that damn thing back. Anyway, I digress. But my point is. A man will pay whatever it costs for the ring, the diamond ring, to make that woman happy. It doesn't matter if he thinks it's a bunch of crap, a rock that they pull out of a ground and it glitters, so you got to pay thousands and millions of dollars for it. They know that's what's going to make that woman happy. And so they do it. So my point is, coming from the hood, I could give a rat's ass why the stock is at 21. I think it's up about 85. I checked it five minutes ago. It's about 85 bucks a share up. It was about 21.11, 21.15. I am not going to sit here and say, well, that's bull crap. Why am I buying this stock if it's 21.11? I think it's overvalued. I think it's way overpriced. I don't care. It's making money. It's making money. That's all I care about at the end of the day because I'm 60. I'm going to just keep getting paid. I don't care why he is. So here's the reasons why Tesla is still a big dog. Okay, number one, the five to one split. Enough said. Starts on Monday. Going to get your shares, you got to get them by Friday at the end of closing in order to get the split. You don't get the, you don't get the very next dividend, you'll get it after that, but you won't get this first dividend now if you buy them, but you still get the split, which is to me is the most important thing if you decide that you want to buy the Tesla stock. I never tell you what stocks to buy. I only tell you what stocks look interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me. That's number one, five to one split. Number two, at some point they're going into the S&P 500. That to me is a given. Number three, battery and press day coming up on September 22nd, where supposedly some big announcement is coming about their new battery. Supposedly it's going to charge their electric vehicles way longer than they have been in the past. Number four, SpaceX. I still ain't looked at what SpaceX is. I just know it's something important because uh, uh, Amazon has started Jupiter to challenge SpaceX. So at some point, when this whole split is over and I can get back to my day trading, I'm going to find out what SpaceX and Jupiter is all about, what it is that they're trying to accomplish over at Tesla and, of course, Amazon. But mostly Tesla because they're, they're my darlings right now. Come on, Muskie. Number five, the battery plant that they're going to co-run with Pacific Gas and Electric at some point. They're building a plant out west. That will concentrate on supposedly lithium-ion batteries. That's five reasons so far. I still got a couple more. 
Number six, they got a car. Uh, they got the Tesla Model Three that goes in the water as a boat. Now, people, I, I, I tell you again, you know me now. I'm real with you. It's one of the reasons why you like watching because you, they, they tell me I'm entertaining with the way I talk about stocks. Okay. You saw the video at the top of the show with the wingsuit. It fascinates me, but it doesn't fascinate me enough to put my big ass in a wingsuit and start flying around a mountain with jagged edges at 200 miles an hour with nothing but a parachute on my back. And say, well, you got a parachute. What are you worried about? How is a parachute going to help me if I'm slamming my big ass into those jagged edges on the side of that mountain going 200 miles an hour? The parachute may open, but it's going to do nothing but lower my dead body to the ground. So that's something I ain't going to do. I was born in the hood, but the hood was not born in me. I was working around Caucasian people my whole 38-year career. Mainly, it's I'm usually, of all these times, I'm usually the only black guy in, in the, at the party or the reunion or whatever get-together we had. I was usually the only black guy. I'm, I'm not going to do a wingsuit. I'm not going to let somebody tie a bungee cord to my feet and drop me supposedly 325 feet before I bounce out back, almost hit the ground, and come back up. Well, what happens if they got the guy or the girl with the GED and she makes a mistake and makes my rope 430 feet instead of 425? You know what that means? I'm slamming my stupid ass head on the bottom of the earth and bouncing back up. Now I'm dead. How good am I to you if I'm dead? My point is, people, Tesla has a Model 3 that supposedly doubles as a boat. Well, I've worked around Caucasian people, but Caucasianness was not born in me or bred in me. I am not going to take my dumb ass in the water with an electric car. It's not going to happen. I just think that that's a bad idea. Other people may say, cool. It goes in the water. Yes, but it's electric. The last I heard, electric and water don't go together. But that's all the reasons why I love Tesla. Number two for my big dogs is Apple. Four to one split. What else you need to know? Apple comes out with the greatest products. They may come out one day with an Apple crap, and you can buy it. Looks like real crap. <laughs> and people will buy it. People in China love Apple, no matter what they put out. And, and, and apparently people in this country love Apple. Whenever the new product comes out, the lines are around the block. For whatever Apple is putting out, the Apple iPad, the iWatch, the iPhone, <coughs> Apple Music, Apple Pay, they got a credit card. Four for one split coming up on Monday. Get, let's say get your stocks. If you are so inquired, you can buy stocks until Friday at the end of closing of the stock market, which is 4 p.m. You get your split. But you just won't get the dividend until the next time around, the next quarterly dividend. And number three is NVIDIA. I've not changed. I have not gotten off my stance for these three because if you look at the market, you'll see that it's just been kind of boring other than every week, Tesla, Apple, and NVIDIA. NVIDIA is now the world's most valuable chip maker passing Intel. How many years did you see that Intel was the main big dog for chip makers and computers and everything? Well, now NVIDIA is the another one, is now number one passing Intel. They also want SoftBank, which I've been telling you about for six weeks now, five weeks, whatever it is. That's Arm Holdings. They've been fighting with TSMC and other companies to uh, AMD and Qualcomm and everybody. And now they want to be called the king of chips. Because they want arm holdings. And then they revealed a record revenue amid launch of the new server chips and predicts another sales record in the current quarter, uh, current quarter when new gaming chips are expected to be announced. People, 
That's why I called. They've been my big dogs for over a month now. I can't change it because they are just making the money. More money, more money, more money. And, of course, number four, the honorable mention is Amazon. Amazon, if you remember from me, from the start of the show, I told you that they they have projected Amazon will be $4,000 a share by the end of the year. Well, right now, the last I checked, they're about $33.51. They're on the move again. And I just have a feeling. Now, because Tesla saw what Apple was doing, and all of a sudden, Tesla did it with the stock split. Amazon is over $3,000, $3,300. I don't know if there's a lot of people who want to buy $3,300 stocks. I bought them at $2,660 and I bought another share at $3,000. I made my money. I got out. But right now, I had to take my money and put it into a, a Tesla and Apple. It's just that simple. Because that's the, that's the sexy stock right now. Apple and Tesla. By the way, there was a, uh, a Jefferies analyst now, I'm going to say this last name, and I'm probably not even close. A Jefferies analyst at Felipe Who Choice. <laughs> H-O-U-C-H-O-I-S. He raised their price target to 2500 from 1200 And I told you, they're over 21 right now. So, if, if Felipe Who Choice says that they're going to be 2500 by the end of the year, I'm good with that. Give me the split. Let's go. That's why those three are my big dogs. Hold on one second. Is that my financial analyst, Bart Slack? Yes, indeed it is. Okay, hold on one second. Let me do my book commercial. Listen, how is your relationship with God? I'm not asking you, Bart, because I know you're rich. Don't worry about it. How's your relationship with God? I know, and Bart Slack is very spiritual, by the way, as well. He has his relationship with God. I have my relationship with God. And so does retired police sergeant Rick Maruniak. He has his relationship with God. So much his faith had him wrote a book about it because he is convinced that God was instrumental in solving one, some of his most difficult cases when he was on the force. Go to my website right now, rogueradionetwork.com. He has a book out called God Doesn't Need a Badge. God Doesn't Need a Badge by Rick Maruniak. It is, I believe, going to be a fantastic book for me to read because I haven't got a chance to read it yet because I've been so freaking busy. I go back to work for the Cavaliers. I'm doing weddings. I'm doing this show. I'm doing the prep. I'm doing everything that's going on. But when I leave to go out to uh, Money Earning Mount Vernon, Wilson Warner, and his beautiful wife, Teresa, just bought a new house. They're going to be moving in. And if you know anything about me over the years, I like to go on a retreat one time every year. It was Usually it was after the Cavaliers season. But I've got right now pretty much to the end of the season. I'm going to go and stay at Wilson's house. And that's when I'm going to read Rick Maruniak's new book, God Doesn't Need a Badge Because I Love Law Enforcement. And by the way, Wilson Warner is a retired police sergeant. So Rick Maruniak. God doesn't need a badge. RogueRadioNetwork.com. Go there. Click on the link. It'll take you right to Amazon. I believe it's all of, also available on Barnes & Noble, and it's coming to Kendo as well. God doesn't need a badge by retired police sergeant Rick Maruniak. All right, got Bart Slack, our financial analyst, on the phone with us. Bart, the first thing is that I saw as I'm reading, laying in bed the other day, I'm reading about these companies that are leaving the Dow Industrial Average, and then there are companies that are coming into the Dow Industrial Average. The yeah. ones, the ones like Salesforce, Amagen, and Honeywell are joining the Dow. Exxon Mobil, Pfizer, and Raytheon Technologies Corp are all leaving the Dow in some kind of shakeup. Is this leaving uh, voluntarily, or does the Dow decide you get the hell out and the other ones come in? What? Explain to me what's going on there with this shakeup well, of the Dow. As we talked about last, you know, the Dow is. <laughs> There's only 30 stocks. 30 of the largest, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's uh, who goes into the Dow is kind of a subjective um, decision made by uh, a committee. There's people uh, on the Wall Street Journal, and then there's this another committee, uh, S&P uh, type of committee. It's called S&P uh, General Committee. Okay. Uh, and they get together and decide what stocks um, should be in the Dow and what shouldn't be in the Dow anymore. Is it a money um, thing? It's more of a they they try to they try to select stocks that are representative of of 
all a broad range of industries uh, in our in our country, and they try to select stocks that are that are more representative of the modern economies. Um, and when they feel that a, a, a stock in the in the Dow is no longer the best representative of a particular industry or the best representative of today's economy, uh, they will replace it with a stock that they think is more representative of the uh, industry or more representative of today's economy. Um, uh, for example, you know, the, the one of the original stocks in the Dow, which, which was started in like the 1890s or something like that, it's the granddaddy of all the indexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why it, it, it has some reverence uh, in the investment community. Truth be known, Marty, I mean, the Dow Industrial Average is not the best indicator of what's happening in the stock market. Uh, the S&P by far is, the, uh, the NASDAQ uh, is a better indicator. But that being said, I mean, the Dow has this history behind it. Uh, there's a reverence for it. And um, a lot of companies that are in the Dow are very, very proud to say they're in the Dow. Yeah. Uh, much prouder. It's much prouder to be in the Dow than the S&P. Um, but uh, to, to, to your point is... They will move stocks in and out of the Dow when when they they think a company is no longer a good representative of this industry. They'll take it out. Uh, like I said, General General Electric was one of the first original Dow companies. Yeah. Was in the Dow since 1890, and then about I don't know uh, 20 years ago, the stock was languishing, and and to everybody's shock, the committee said, you know, we don't think. General Electric belongs in the Dow, and they took it out. Um, and they, they replaced I don't know who they replaced it with, but it was a stock they felt was a better uh, representative of a, a multinational conglomerate that the General Electric was. Um, and now, you know, the big shocker of this latest move, ExxonMobil, was taken out. Huge. One of the, one of the biggest oil companies, uh, and, and they took it out. There was like people were shocked about that. Yeah, I was. That was that was the number one that raised my interest. Uh, uh, Pfizer, Pfizer, okay, because you know what's going on with the COVID and they're in bed with BioNTech and all this kind of thing. But when I saw ExxonMobil, I went, "Wow!" Yeah, they kicked them out. Yeah, and I, did they replace it with another oil company? I can't remember. I don't think they did. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so, so I think Chevron is like the big oil company that's left in the Dow. So when they took Exxon Mobil out, I was like, whoa, you know. And the, and the thing about the Dow is um, what shocks people. Uh, the Dow is not like on a regular schedule of when they're going to make a decision about taking stocks out and replacing them with other stocks. It, it happens like. People get like a one-day notice that hey, after trading today, we're going to make some changes in the Dow. Yeah, and they don't they don't know who it's going to be, what it's going to be for, or anything like that. Whereas whereas the S and P, you know, there's these uh, there's these criterion that they like to meet, like having gap net income for four quarters. That's something that, uh, that you know, and, and uh, so there's a little bit more, and I think there's a more of a schedule of when the S and P is going to make replacements. That's that was going to be my next quick question to you because I'm waiting on a. T- Tesla's going there because they had the four quarters of, of earnings, and now they're eligible to the S&P 500. I was going to ask you, what's the timeline there? Why aren't they yeah, in? I'm not sure uh, th- th- what exactly the timeline is uh, or whether or not Tesla would be would be picked. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think there, there is some subjectivity there, too. Uh, so I, I honestly couldn't tell you, but... Um, but yeah, there's, there is talk that Tesla's going to go into the S&P. All right, so next one. We've been talking, uh, even before I started doing the financial uh, tip show, you were telling me, you know, because you've kind of been my mentor uh, with stock trading and this kind of thing. I asked you, I bounced stuff off you all the time, and then you kept mentioning to me a few times about options. And then I went ahead, you told me to join the options, so I went to Fidelity, I applied for the options, they said, yes, okay, now you can trade options. But then you told me to read up on this. They had a, 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 a training tutorial that you wanted yeah. me to read, and I never got around to it. Yeah. But okay. what, in general, what is options? How does options work? Well, uh, options are very, very risky. Most people lose money trading options. Okay. Um, uh, next question. Uh, Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it, it's tough to explain, but most people do lose money trading options. So okay. It's it's a way um, it's a way of making um, 
really bigger money. Um, you could you could invest in Tesla uh, Tesla option. What's Tesla trading at now? Two thousand. Uh, yeah. Uh, last I checked, it was about twenty one eleven, up about eighty five dollars a share. You can buy uh, an option uh, to purchase a hundred shares of Tesla for a lot less than two thousand uh, dollars. But the thing is, Tesla's got to go. If you're purchasing a call option, Tesla is going to have to go up, and it's going to have to go up quickly because unlike a stock, the value of an option uh, expires. It reduces in value over time. you got to be right in the right direction, and you got to be right fast. So if if you buy an option, you think Tesla's going to go up, and Tesla's just languishing and languishing and not going anywhere for a while, that option could expire worthless. I mean, it, wow. it's a way, but if Tesla does move the right way and moves quickly, that option for a fraction of what you pay for the stock is going to give the, a return similar to the stock. So okay. it, it's risky. It's risky. I mean, we can go through it in further detail, but, I mean, it, you're going to need a lot more than uh, 10 minutes on your on your calling right, show. Right, right. Uh, well, justice, hey, you know listen, I mean? all I heard was your first sentence. You said, well, it's very risky and most people lose money. So, okay, I don't need right. I don't need options. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing relatively well trading great. and selling individual stocks. And I'm in the S and P, so I think I'm okay. Before I, you know, I ain't even got around to oil and gold and silver and Bitcoin and futures trading, which uh, Jeff Tanchek's supposed to be on next week to talk about how he likes. Uh, he's a big time futures trader. I ain't even got to. It is just so fascinating. And I tell people all the time, the stock market is the ultimate ultimate gambling experience you're talking about parlays you're talking about uh the come lines with the with the uh, uh all, the, all the different yeah, craps and everything else i just i gotta tell you man it's just absolutely fascinating all right one more before we let you get out of here okay. you you are a very smart investor i and i know because uh for years you've have invested in stuff do you have apple and tesla in anticipation for the split whether you had them before or afterwards do you have any? And if not, why not? Well, I don't. Um, I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. And I've been thinking about uh, Apple or Tesla buying them because I watch them every day. And I, I just, uh, the, the thing is, it's more of a personal thing now. I mean, I'm retired. I just retired. Yeah, congratulations. So my, thank you. My focus now is more on, uh, you know, Avoiding risk and preserving uh, capital, and uh, Got you. I, I do more with uh, ETFs and mutual funds because the risk is spread apart. I try. I'm. I'm. I'm a little hesitant about getting into individual stocks uh, right now, but the way things are going, I may have to. I may have to ask you for advice <laughs> because <laughs> I, I haven't bought Tesla. I haven't bought Apple. I just think you know they're getting Tesla, especially. I think is getting kind of pricey. Yeah, but but what I how I explained earlier in the show, I I don't care why they. I just checked; they're up ninety one dollars a share, by the way. I don't care about twenty one fifteen. I don't care why they're making money; they're just making money. But what's the problem with that? Why why am I trying to be an analyst or or fill up who's choice who's who now have evaluated them up to twenty five hundred? Yeah. Whereas they had evaluated them at twelve hundred, I don't care yeah. why people are doing this, Bert. All I know is my stock. Last week I had the biggest week I've had since trading stocks. I, last week gained me back all the money I left since the pandemic happened in yeah. mid March and it closed down the country. I'm yeah. now a nicely positive on both the S and P and my individual stocks. So why do I care about it being yeah. pricey? You're you're right. You're right. I hear you. Uh, I'm, I I just have a more conservative approach to things, and uh, uh, but you know, I, I may jump into it. I may get some Apple and some Tesla. Got you. Fine. Let me tell you this: as soon as I buy it, it's going to go down. <laughs> That's what a lot of people think. That's what a lot of people think. I stayed in, like I said, Monday when they uh, when there was some trade, uh, some uh, profit taking going on. It was about yeah. at one point it was down. One, it was down sixty eight a share, and I said, yeah. "Ooh, you know." And I said, "No, don't, Marty. Be disciplined. 
There you go. Yeah. You knew that people were going to take the profit margins because over the weekend, when it, when the when the market opened up, it opened up around forty eight bucks a share, and uh, those people right away, the profit takers, they took their money, and next thing you know, it dropped to sixty eight dollars a share. Yeah. And I said, Marty, let it ride. The, the, the split. Is, why would you do all of this and be in line to get the split and the dividends, and then all of a sudden trade it because it's now down a little bit? Stay right. in. I hear you. Then, You're then right. uh, yesterday it made only about uh, I think nine bucks a share. I you said, okay, right long as I was positive. Now today we're up nicely. I, we're up around yeah. ninety. I love to be up about hundred dollars a share. No problem. I'll take it. I'm just waiting for the split, and then after that, I'll make a decision what I'm going to do after that. Okay. All Very right. Good. Yeah. But uh, you know, sometimes you know, stocks it, stocks continue to go up sometimes after they split. Ah, uh, that's what I'm yeah. hoping for. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping for that. I'm so not hang I, in there. I, I, the, the hell with Philip Who Choice and everybody yeah. else who evaluating and talking about it's a house yeah. of cards and talking about it's overpriced. I don't give a crap. Right now, it's doing very well, and that's all, all I can. Right. I can't worry about tomorrow. I only worry about today. Gotcha. All right. Financial all right, analyst brother. Bart Slack every Have week with day. us. You too, right. my friend. Uh, Bye. On the uh, Big Daddy's financial stock tips from the hood. Okay, let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company. Last week I had salmon. And I had salmon and brown rice. And now I'm on a moratorium on uh, brown rice and most carbs until after Labor Day. Okay, because uh, you know how carbs are—they sitting and they make you you bloated and, and, and the carbs and you're trying to get carbs. I like to lose about another twenty-five pounds before the end of the year, whatever. So I had salmon and brown rice though last week, and then the next day I still had—they had it on sale for three nine uh, six ninety-nine. Now, if you want to get the bourbon ones and the and the sweet tie, it was twelve ninety-nine. I'm going. Wait a minute, it's six ninety-nine just because it's got skin on the bottom. The hell with that. I cook it and I, I bake it. I put it in the oven a half hour. By the time I take it off, the skin falls right off the bottom. Well, why am I paying six extra dollars a, a pound just because of the skin? Some people even eat the skin. I don't, but some people do. But anyway, so now the next day comes. I got about a third of a piece of salmon left. And But I had that day. You know how the days where you just want some breakfast for dinner or lunch, whatever. So I got some bacon, I got some eggs, and I got some crescent rolls. And I had that was delicious. Now the next day comes. Now I've had the salmon cooked, and the, the, the third piece, had the, the, the three-quarters of a piece has been sitting in the refrigerator. So I said, what am I going to do with this? So now I got, I buy the big crescent rolls, so they come in eight. I, I ate four with my bacon and my eggs the day before. So now it's two days later, and I got a third of a piece of the salmon. I got four crescent rolls, so I start getting in, in, um, in, inventing. That's one thing about me. So now I slit down the middle of the crescent rolls. I'm getting to Goldberry. Don't worry. Just follow me here. I'm getting to the crescent rolls. I slit the crescent rolls down the middle, the four that I have left. I cut that third piece of salmon into four pieces. Now I take some butter, I put it in one of the little containers that I get from GSF, GFS, I uh, melt the butter, I drizzle the butter down the middle where I have cut in the center of the crescent rolls. I now take those four pieces of the salmon, which I cut up from the uh, three-quarter three quarter piece, and I smoosh it into the middle of the crescent rolls. And then I take the rest of the drizzle butter and I drizzle the butter on that salmon crescent rolls. I'm talking about absolutely delicious. Now, just before I sit down, I go, wait a minute. I got to have one more thing with this. I go over there and I brew me a pot of Goldberry Brazil coffee. And I sat down here and I was like a king. And let me tell you something. If you've never had buttered salmon smushed into dinner rolls, or in this case, crescent rolls, it is absolutely delicious. And it's even more delicious with Goldberry Roasting coffee. I love this coffee so freaking much. So many people have thanked me for telling them about Goldberry Roasting Company. My man Pete Cooper over at Goldberry. If you want to email Pete, Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Go to the website. They got all these different flavors, including Brazil and my favorite, Kenya AA. Put your order in. Use the coupon code Goldberry BST. Goldberry BST. And you get 10% off your order. Goldberry Roasted Company. I told you. I've been telling you for the longest time. Just like I've been telling you about Tesla and telling you about Apple. If you want to close the deal, if that client has been a pain in the rear end, and you've been trying to close them and trying to close them, and every time you bring them over to your office, they say, ah, we're still considering you. Make some Goldberry Roasted Company coffee. Give them the Brazil. 
I'm telling you, you're going to close the deal. Go Berry Roasting Company. Some damn good coffee. All right, let's get to our uh, coronavirus update, our stock market update, starting with the coronavirus. Right now, there just ain't a lot of stuff going on. It's been very quiet. Moderna has been quiet. Novavax has been quiet. BioNTech, Pfizer, who are in bed together, their vaccine is on track for regulatory review in October. But still, right now, there's just not a lot been going on. Ever since the Apple and the Tesla split and what's going on with NVIDIA with Arm Holdings and SoftBank, they're just really, and, and, and Amazon getting its nice profit margins up, about $33.50 the last time I checked before the show started. Who knows where they are supposed to go to 4000 But right now, there just isn't a lot going on with the biotech stock as far as coronavirus is concerned. Johnson & Johnson, nothing special. AstraZeneca, nothing special. CanSino, the Chinese small company, nothing is really doing anything right now. The Airbnb. You always hear about the Airbnb. They announced that they're filing for an IPO. So I'm going to keep an eye out on that. Everything, like I said, once this stock market thing splits, then I'll get back to my trading. But right now, the Airbnb is coming out with an initial uh, public offering. My big dogs of the street. Of the street. <laughs> I've told you about for you people that are just tuning in. I've already told you. Tesla, Apple, and NVIDIA. They're really isn't anything else to tell you about. They've been my big dogs for a month, almost four or five weeks. They're going to continue to be the big dogs until I see something different that I can tell you about. Now, my interesting stock of the week, the mobile gaming company Zynga. The shares have risen 47% since the pandemic. That means that people are binging on digital games at home. Zynga. Look them up. Zynga. My attractive stock of the week, Alibaba is back in the house. I had I had Alibaba for a while. Remember, I was calling Baba, the Baba on the stock market. Alibaba is teaming up with a Chinese company for a blockbuster IPO. That's another one. I have been ingesting nothing but Tesla and Apple this whole time, but now once that happens, I've been telling you, once the split happens, and I can get back to my trading. And definitely NVIDIA is coming back in for me. But I went, but I had Alibaba for a while. I had 10 shares. But it wasn't making no, enough money fast enough for me. See, Tesla has spoiled me. Tesla will come out and make you $200 a share in one day. Some days $160. Some days $80. Now, I like, I'm 60. I only started back trading a couple of years ago. I need to make up ground and I need to make it up big. So, <clears throat> Alibaba. Coming out with a big-time IBO. The weed stocks. Uh, IIPR was about 124 the last time I checked. That's still doing nicely. Everything else is flat. There's nobody talking about weed stock at all, including CGC. Where you at, CGC? Hello? Hello? Is anybody home at CGC? Hello? Hold on. Hello? CGC? Anybody over there at CGC? Any, anything going on, CGC? Nothing going on with CGC. There's just absolutely nothing going on. And, of course, my clunker of the week. Remember Kodak? Remember the president came out and now, oh, we're going to have them making pharmaceuticals doing something with coronavirus. They went from like $8 a share to like 50 And uh, people took their money out in groves. And the other people, the other people were suckers. And now it's back to like $6.44 a share. That is your stock market update for the week. Let me tell you about Diagnesi's restaurant. Oh, Don Yeezy's. I might as well just call because he says, uh, Jimmy uh, Bellardo, <coughs> excuse me, over there at uh, Don Yeezy's restaurant. But when you look at it on the front of the store, it looks like Diagnesi's. D bottom hyphen, uh, bottom comma, Agnesi's. Or is it the top comma? I forget. Diagnesi's or Don Yeezy's. I'll say it like it's supposed to be. Don Yeezy's restaurant, authentic Italian food. That is absolutely delicious. I like to go there. It's off White Pond Drive, right off 77, heading towards Akron. 77 White Pond Drive. Jump off at White Pond Drive. Hang a left. 30 seconds up the road on the left. Don Yeezy's Italian. 
Tataria. And I asked him, I was going, hey, Jim, what the hell is Tataria? He goes, that's ah, just something fancy they put up there. And I go, okay, well, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Donacy's Italian Tataria. But anyway, they got a Donacy special there that you got to try. They got shrimp. They got chicken. They got veal. It's called the Donacy special. And they make it with this butter cream sauce. Oh, my God. Even when I think about it, I get all turned on. Donacy's restaurant, open for lunch, open for dinner. They were just dinner, but now they have now opened back up for lunch. Donacy's or Diagnesis. Looks like Diagnesis when you look at it, but it's called Donacy's. 77 South, right off White Pond Drive. Jump off at White Pond, hang a left, just 30 seconds up the road on the left. Donacy's restaurant, authentic Italian, delicious food. Got to try the Donacy's special, I got to tell you. All right. Before we get out of here today, I got to tell you about, this was something I was saving. And again, one of the things I like to do, like my business partner, Bill Bender, said, hey, do you, do you watch Jim Cramer on CNBC? I go, no, because I don't want to pick up habits that other people do and then be accused of copying them. I don't want to do that. I would rather just do my own show, my own style, but I read everything. And one day I got, I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, CNBC financial news ticker or whatever it is. When you, you swipe your phone down, you get the news. And it talked, it said, Jim Cramer's seven deadly sins. And I read this and I went, oh, this is good. Because I live by some of these. So I'm going to tell you what they are before we get out of here. And again, thank you as always for joining us. Uh, before I forget, let me do the promotion now. Because I always wait to the end. Don't forget, Gary Lee. Podcasting Dangerous over on the Savage MMG Network. Gary Lee, every Thursday night, 6 to 8 p.m. They are my internet blood brothers. They do some good radio over there, including a CBD show uh, over there. Gary Lee, Podcasting Dangerous, every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. And they got a lot of other shows, Holistics over there, CBD, wrestling shows, all kind of stuff over there at the Savage MMG Network. Just search on Facebook, Savage MMG Network or Podcasting Dangerous and you will get their uh, uh, their feed, okay? And their internet radio uh, station. Internet Radio Brothers, love them. Don't forget Joel Velo every Sunday. If you ask where Carlita is all the time with her sexy ass, she's on Joel Velo's show every Thursday called My Southern Exposure every Sunday between 7 and 9 p.m., 7 and 9 p.m. Of course, Raji's on there, Mick is on there, Laura Farrell, remember Laura Farrell Traffic uh, in Cleveland Radio? She does a cooking segment on there. That's fantastic. Go to mysouthernexposure.site, mysouthernexposure.site. Don't forget you can now, we're now streaming audio right now on the Rogue Radio Network app for Droid and for iOS, the iPhone. Go to rogueradionetwork.com, get that? Don't forget the book by uh, Rick Maruniak. I am just a promoting and commercial machine, my brothers and sisters. Okay? MySouthernExposure.site for Joe Alvello. And, of course, you can hear, uh, uh, get all the shows after we're live on my YouTube channel, my Facebook show page, as well as the audio podcast on everything. Okay, I don't want to bore you anymore, but everything. Google, Apple, iHeart, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, LinkedIn, Twitter, everything. You can get the audio podcast as well, so you can listen to Delicious Me whenever you like. Okay, here we go with the seven deadly sins, and then we'll let you get out of here. And I love you guys. I'll see you guys next Wednesday at noon, God willing. Number one, the first deadly sin is cheerleader. Now, I may be guilty of this. Investors think they're helping their favorite stocks by promoting them. But in reality, the exuberance is only alerting the short sellers to an opportunity. Now, I've been just singing the praises of Tesla and Apple and NVIDIA, but it hasn't seemed to bother the profit-taking. Now, the profit-takers on Monday took a little bit of money out. But so far, today is doing very well. Let me check one more time while I'm sitting here talking to you. Tesla stock price. Okay, 89, 90 bucks, 90 bucks a share. I'm sure it'll probably go down, maybe go back up a little bit, but I'll take that long. Hey, if I can get up to $50 a share today, I'll be a happy person because I made, I made enough last week that usually takes me two months to make. I made it in a week. Thank you, Tesla. Come on, Muskie. Come on, Elon. 
All right, number two, the second deadly sin is not knowing what a company does. I always t- see this. When you watch me, I research the companies that I talk about. I don't just uh, choose one and say, here you go. Here's my interesting stock of the week. Here's my attractive stock of the week. And I have no idea what they do. No, no, no. I like to know what they do. And then I go, hmm, that's interesting. Or, hmm, that's attractive. Or, ooh, that looks delicious to me. Every investor should have at least three reasons why they like a stock so they'll know when to sell as those reasons disappear. Number three, buying electric vehicle stocks that aren't Tesla. That's the third deadly sin. Stop looking for the next Tesla. Just own Tesla, the only electric vehicle maker that's actually selling cars. This comes from Jim Cramer, who you see on CNBC. That, for me, is enough reason to hang on to my Tesla. Number four, number five, are buying low-dollar stocks and buying penny stocks. No stocks falls below $10 a share because things are going well. And penny stocks are the riskiest investments around. I know, because when I first started stock trading, I started looking for the diamond in the rough. I started looking for those stocks that were, you know, 27 cents a share. And I'd buy 400 shares. Well, guess what? There's still 28 cents a share. <laughs> There's, yes, there are, there is lightning in a bottle. But they're far and few between. There are reasons why these penny stocks are penny stocks. Because if lightning struck me three times in the house while I was on the potty rubbing my cat pickles because she likes it when I sit on the potty and she comes in and she wants her tail stroked, she wants her uh, whiskers rubbed and her body rubbed. Yes, you can get a stock that just, boom, goes crazy. And that's what I was looking for. And low dollar stocks. There's a reason. There's a reason I I got out of CGC. I got tired of waiting on them. Hello? CGC? Are you there? Is anybody still alive over there? So that is number four and number five. Number six. This is another one. Why? I've been vindicated as a day trader. Jim Cramer says, sin number six, not taking a profit. You don't have a gain until you sell. And when I say to this to Bart Slack, he always corrects me. I go, Bart, Bart, I made this many thousand dollars on this stock and that stock. He goes, well, you made it on paper. You don't have that money until you sell those stocks. And it makes a diff- it big sense because there was one time when I had Tesla and it was up 215 shares. And I'm like, let it ride, let it ride. And the next thing you know, 20 minutes later, it was down 35 from 215 up to 35 down and I lost $250 a share in the matter of 20 minutes and it hurt it hurt bad it was like a root canal with no Novocaine it was that bad it hurt so I understand don't feel guilty about taking your profit margins margins ring the register on your original investment and play with the house's money or close out your position and enjoy your win. And the final one, the last deadly sin that Kramer, Jim Kramer says on Twitter is people heckling him to promote a stock. He says, I won't recommend a stock just because you asked me to. Being a smart investor means doing your homework, making your own opinions, and not committing sin number two, which is not knowing about the company that you want to buy stock in. So today I have in the oven right now, and I'm very excited, people. I took a turkey breast. I took the turkey breast cutlets that I got at Giant Eagle, and I took a pack of uh, Lipton chicken noodle soup, and I put some olive oil. I didn't put any salt. I didn't put any rosemary on the turkey. I just took a package of that Lipton chicken noodle soup dry and poured it over some extra virgin olive oil and just massaged my three turkey turkey cutlets they've been in the oven since noon at 350 
So I'm very excited to get the hell off the air and go eat them. And then I got some broccoli and cauliflower already simmering on nice, slow simmer. And I got that uh, garlic butter with Parmesan and basil. That's going to go in with my broccoli and my cauliflower. Oh, some good eating people. Get busy living. Get out the mustard and ketchup, me. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. I'm lo- Come on, Musky. Come on, Eli. Last I checked, about $90 a share up. Let's go, baby. I'm looking for Friday to be feverish between Apple and Tesla. People trying to get in at the last moment. Screw you, Bart Slack. You rich son of a bitch. I understand you with your ETFs and your mutual funds and blah, blah, options and all this kind of crap. I'm 60. I need money now. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. All right. See you guys next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. I love you. Have a great day. I'm going to just keep getting paid. Show me the money. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. This has been a Big Sexy Marty Allen production. I'm going to just keep getting paid.